ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you all the way down in New Orleans this time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Friday edition of Hard to Paint with me, David Grubb. And I am so happy to welcome my brother, um, the big man inside over at uh, Propel's Talk and at Boot Crew Media, the one and only Lito the God. Lito, welcome back to Hard to Paint, bro. Man, I'm happy to be here as always. You know, I love talking who's with you. Man, it's been a very exciting start to the Pelican season. Um, I think we we anticipated success, I believe, to start. I know I I, I figured, you know, I, I figured the Pelicans would be three and one at this point. Um, but there have been some really interesting things in the way that they got to this point and how they got to three yeah. and one. Um, but before we get into that, we were talking about this offline. You are about to be a father. And that yeah. is a life changing yeah. thing. Um, yeah. as you well already know, it has changed how you and your wife relate to each other, <laughs> and it will only change going forward. Some good, some not so much fun. But I love yeah. telling this story, and I wanted to tell it to you, and it's a basketball-related story. And for folks who don't know it, I think it's a cool story. My daughter was um, supposed to be born on a Tuesday. We had scheduled a C-section for her on a Tuesday. Um, I came home from work the Friday prior to that. And my wife at the time, my wife was, you know, not, I'm not feeling well. I don't know, you know, and she was, she was spotting. And uh, so I'm like, we got to get to the hospital. Let's go. Let's go now. So get in the car, drive to the hospital on that Friday. We get there. And at first they're like, "Mm, maybe we can send you home. And I was like, and I was kind of upset. But they're like, no, we're going to keep you. So they say they're going to keep us in and they're going to do the C-section. On the TV, the Lakers are playing the Spurs in the playoffs. Okay. Kobe is is having a night. Okay. Okay. I turned to my wife and I said, Kobe loses game, baby stays inside. <laughs> I said, Kobe loses game, you know, you got to hold on for one more day because I'm not letting her come out You're on right. the L. Right. So <laughs> the Lakers win. Ten minutes later, they're wheeling us back, wheeling it back to the uh, to the room to do the the, the thing. So Natalia's born. It's May 29th, two thousand eight. Oh, Natalia. Lakers. Okay. And her name was inspired by Kobe's oldest daughter, Natalia. And oh, um, okay. And several years later, I had the fortune to meet Kobe and talk to him. And he, uh, you know, I told him about the name. But what was cool, and I told Kobe this too, was Kobe only played three games, after two more games after that on May 29th. He was a 3-0 and on my baby's wow. birthday. And so wow. to this day, she has this kind of, like when she played ball when she was younger, she called herself the Pink Mamba. And she, uh, you know, <laughs> she has she's a big Kobe fan. It. And she tells her friends to this day, you know, she has a little video of Kobe saying hi to her. And um, it's just so I, you know that that Man. part. Yeah, he's he's like you know listen to your mommy and daddy they love you hugs and kisses from Kobe and it's and he says it with the Italian production. He's like oh, uh, hey hey Natalia and that's the way he says it to her. So it was just it was really cool and um it's just something I treasure. But it, it's that tie-in between the things I love most. I love basketball 
and I love my baby girl. And uh, <laughs> it's just this one of the memories that I'll never forget. That's that's fire, man. That's 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 a great story. That's my favorite basketball player of all time. So like that that I, I asked my wife when I first met her, like we ever had kids? Could I name the baby Kobe Jordan? And she was like, she was like, nah. <laughs> you know so, that getting you know those few opportunities, and that's one of the things that's really been cool about this business is I've gotten to meet some of the real idols that I've had in the game of basketball. I got to meet, you know, Dr. J. I got to meet Kobe. I got to be around Shaq. You know, I've gotten to be around some of the players that I just, you know, loved growing up. And it's just, this opens up so many opportunities when you're really dedicated to it, when you actually care about it. And and those opportunities are going to come for you for sure. I believe that because uh, you do a great job, brother. And, 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 you know, it, it, the thing that I do like, we'll, we'll get into the basketball because that's what folks want to hear. They don't want to hear mutual love society, but the thing I do, you know, I always appreciate <laughs> about you is that whether you're talking hoops, you're talking pop culture, you're talking about uh, somebody that pissed you off musically, you know, you, you bring it, right? And you got to tell people exactly why you feel the way you feel. I mean, look, it makes it makes no sense to hold it in. I don't like everything. Uh, I'm I'm fine with not liking everything. Like I'm I'm I know you had Chaz on the show, and that was a great pot. Uh, I mean, you've been doing great work, but like I. Me and Chaz have a likeness in that. I don't really mind being the villain. I, I'm okay with, you know, I'll say what I don't like and and how you react to it. That's just on you. Like I'm not, I'm not, especially basketball. I'm not dissing you as a, as a human. I'm not saying you're a bad person, but like if you're not playing well, you're not playing well. If your album suck, the album suck. I'm not, you know, what I'm saying like it's just because I expect more from you because I've probably seen something that I saw greatness in you. So yeah, man, I'm 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 very opinionated. My my wife loves it. Hey, and, and it's like, I'm like you. You know, we got if you're gonna be honest about the game, if we're gonna be honest about the game, everything ain't always right. And there there are things that we see and we can look at with the Pelicans right now that look. You can I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong to say that. Yeah, you can look at three and one and be very happy, but you can also look for things that are potential problems that ultimately could derail your season down the road. Every team from top to bottom in the NBA has an Achilles heel. Some some of them, that spot is a lot bigger. You know what I mean? That, that heel yeah, is a lot sure. bigger. It's ashier and it's thicker. But you got, <laughs> <laughs> but, for, for, but every team has it. So if you're not aware of it and you're not working on it and you're not figuring out ways to hide those or minimize those weaknesses, at some point they're going to bite you in the ass. And the Pelicans... That's what we're here to do is not only celebrate their strengths, but also examine those weaknesses and when it can get stronger. Man, listen, hold on. Before I give you my rebuttal on that, I got to say one thing. The first time I met you, I said this the first time, first time we're on the pod, the first time I met you, you told me what you just said to the to the people, but you told me this privately. You told me that privately, like you appreciated my voice and what I say. And like, I appreciate you for empowering me. Because, fuck, who am I? I'm coming out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are like, who is this guy who has all these opinions? Like, nobody knows him. But, like, yo, it's like people like you. It's Reggie Flood. It's it's it's, it's, it's Chris Conner. It's like people who have put me in a position where they're like, yo, you, yo, like, say what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, and my thing, I think, you know, we had this conversation. Whether I'm, I'm not trying to convince you that I'm right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying what I see. So, you know what I'm saying? However you move from that. But, Basketball side, if if basketball is a lot of like life, right? Yes, you you can play well. You will be you're doing well right now. But like, 
it's like a car. You have to keep the maintenance up on it. And if you're not looking at ways to make the team better, yo, like, I don't think people understand the, 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 the life of basketball, right? You, you got Brandon, you got Zion, you got the key guys on the contract. But, man, who knows, like, in, in two years, if, if, if B.I. is like, yo, I want out. You, you, you don't know. Like, you got to why – you, why you have a good team right now, you got to strike while the iron is hot. You have to. Yeah, windows are no longer, you know, even even these, these new warriors, as you look at them, there's no guarantee for them that they, they don't feel like the overwhelming favorite to win the championship this season and repeat. There's no guarantee for them. And in the NBA now, the window for any team might be three to four years at the most. Um, and hopefully you can extend it in some ways. And I think the Pelicans – by the way that they built this roster, are able to expend, extend it, hopefully. But a lot of that is dependent on health. And I think uh, so far, four games into the season, health is probably the number one question if we're talking about the New Orleans Pelicans because you do have to worry whether or not you're going to get 70 games, per se, out of Zion Williamson, out of Brandon Ingram uh, at this stage because we just haven't seen it. I mean, <laughs> New Orleans basketball, the Achilles heel is health. That 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 is the big ugly scab you're talking about, right? That is the thing. It does it doesn't matter how much talent we have on a team. I don't know. We get snake bitten to a point where it's like, I mean, you know what? And it's not even just us. You look around the league, like Dame got hurt yesterday. He's out one to two weeks. These are things that just happen, and you have to have the continuity and the talent on the team to carry on because just because bi is hurt or just because zion is hurt man it don't stop like you you're you are a professional athlete you have to take that on your shoulders that look i deserve to be here i'm gonna I'm show y'all like these these are the moments where you look at that you know the defense that nazi played on uh luca right like not nobody's gonna if her wasn't that he wasn't gonna stop luca it don't matter who's in front of luca but Najee did enough where he slowed him down and he attacked him on the other end, right? When the lights get bright, when you when you don't have the star players, man, you got to pick it up. And, you know, luckily for us, we have enough talent on the roster where we can proceed. Like, we, we it's just not going to stop, you know? The one area, and this is why I brought you in today, the one area that I yeah. think is the biggest concern for me if we're going to talk about a, a, a part of this roster that um, needs attention and the Pelicans show, have shown they have depth, we know they have depth, but they lack yeah. it at one spot in particular. And that's in the power positions, whether you talk in the four or the five, um, look, the Pelicans still did a phenomenal job scoring points in the paint uh, the other night. Um, but the fact that the matter is defensively is the bigger issue. And with this front court, whether we're talking Zion Williamson, whether we're talking Jonas Valanciunas, whether we're talking Jackson Hayes, you know, you really do not have a defender outside of Larry Nance Jr. at the 4-5 spot. And, you know, maybe Trey Murphy can evolve into that, but he's still primarily a three right now. But I think yeah. that's a lot of pressure to put on Nance, who also is a guy that hasn't played more than 60 games in four years. And you're going to ask him to guard fours and fives exclusively on a nightly basis without much physical support. I think that's that could be a concern as we get deeper into the season. Definitely a concern. I, I, I 
before the season started, uh, you know, doing the Propels Talk Pods, Justin would ask me, you know, my concern about the team. And, man, it's a it's a hole there. And and I like I like Larry. I think Larry's a very high IQ guy. Um, but I mean, he's a four more than anything. And then still, like you said, it, it, it it's it's health related with him. Um, he has the talent. He 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 understands the defensive principles. And you know, you need somebody specifically behind Jonas who can fill that void. You know, defensively, offensively, not not even necessarily really offensively. You need a guy who can protect the paint and can switch maybe, you know, five three through five, maybe. You know what I'm saying? I, I know nobody's gonna stay, you know, with the with the guards, but and that's where a guy like me, man, where Jackson just a just I don't understand. I don't understand. I just don't understand. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand, you know. He has the the quickness, the lateral quickness. He has the athleticism, but he just can't put it together. It. He don't yeah. want it. See, that's yeah. I get tired of people saying about the time. You know, people always talk about it's the time that Jax has played basketball. He hasn't gotten a lot of time. The man has figured out how to do East Bay funk dunks. The man has figured out how to go to between his legs. He's figured out all these things. He hasn't figured out how yeah. to box out like that, yeah. that knowing how to put your ass on somebody when the ball goes up in the air, you don't know that you don't, you can't be taught in four years that sometimes it's just best to stand up as a big and put your arms straight up in the air and just be big. Th those types of things. When you look at this roster and you're Jackson Hayes and you know, you're up for a contract extension and you have to prove your value because you look at this roster and there are a lot of guys who guarantee deals. There are guys who come in after you have outperformed you and you look at this thing and you say, how do I make my biggest con contribution to this team? How do I stay on the floor? And you don't decide that it's, defense and rebounding if that's not the thing that you figure out is going to be the thing that keeps you at least with the pelicans if you want to collect checks in new orleans that's going to get you on the floor then something is with you it is not the experience of you playing it is not the coaches on at that point because you can't read the room and if you can't read the room and understand that this team needs you defensively and that you could legitimately be the starting center for this team if you chose to be a defensive anchor then that's on him. Man, I'm so tired of seeing Pelicans Twitter tell me, just give him time. I I gave him four years. Like, I don't know how much more time you need me to give him. He's a professional. He's getting paid to play basketball, right? Like, you you have professionals on the roster and Jonas and Larry, who you practice against every day. So it's not like there's not an adult in the room that you can learn from. You You, you, you have the tools. And look, we were talking the other day, we were tweeting, I forgot what game was on, and I was like, it's really simple. Like, the game is so simple, it's not hard. Like you said, box out, rebound. Yo, give effort. You, eff giving effort is going to take you places where your talent may not take you. And I think the conversation, I think I was tweeting about Isaiah Hardenstein, mm -hmm. and I was just saying how, like, he was a steal and how, you know, I wish we were able to get him in free agency because, man, he comes in, he gives you, I don't know, let's say you, you, you give him 18, 15 to 18 minutes a game, right? He going to be a difference maker. He's a difference maker. He He's already took Mitch Rob minutes in New York. So 
Yeah, man, it's a it's a big hole in the in the front court, and, and it, it should be a concern. But it, it's a concern. It's a concern, and I'm pretty sure, like you know, Griffin's aware. Everybody's aware. Like you can't, you, you got to be blind if you can't see it. Yeah, because I mean, let's look at this. Who has done this? Look who's done damage to the Pelicans um, offensively since the start of this season. You know, the Nets, obviously, I mean, it's Kevin Durant. What you going to do? It's Kevin yeah. Durant. And you still yeah. won that game handily, but nobody is dealing with Kevin Durant. But then you look at the rest of these games. I mean, you talk about Charlotte, and that front court was able to score. Everybody in the yeah. front court was able to get buckets. when they And they're missing, you know, they're, they're missing people. Then you go over and you talk about what happens against Laurie Markkinen and the and Lord Markin is going off and he's getting buckets and 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 again they scored a bunch of points in the paint that night. Come back again and you're playing against um Utah. I mean you play, uh, just did Utah and then you come back again the next night yeah. and you're playing against Dallas and what happens again the front court Christian Wood is out there putting up 20 something points in 20 something minutes and and they're able again. You won the bench points, you won points in the paint against Dallas, which wasn't easy, but you gave up points in the paint against a team that doesn't really score a whole ton of them. So it was, yeah. it's just defensively, and, and it was a little bit better, quite frankly, and I hate to say it that way, with Zion out. But, I mean, it, I mean yeah. it's, it's clear, too. Zion is a problem in that, and, and other people are starting to talk about it, too, is that, it's fine that he scores 25 rolling out the bed, man. Um, but that's not happening right now. And that's part of that's rust, but you got to defend and he's, he's not rebounding well uh, and he's not defending particularly well. Like you said, he, he is athletic. He can score uh, whenever he wants to, just because of his physical prowess. Like we know that. That isn't – I see Zion Duncan, and I'm like, you know, that like that's rudimentary at this point. That's not something that's going to get me excited. I mean, of course, dunks own people, but you know what I'm saying? It's the other side of the ball. It's – it's if you want this team to be good, Zion has to be – he has to be better defensively. And, look, I know he spent a lot of time getting in shape. I know he's, he's not had a lot of reps defensively as far as, like, getting – you know, where he needs to be. But still, defense, the principles of defense don't change, right? They don't change. So, like, you 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 rotate, you get back to your man, you hedge, you rebound. Yo, we were getting, granted, this wasn't Zion's fault, but, like, Dallas kept getting so many offensive rebounds, like, after we played good defensive possession. That was you, you you lose the game that way. You can't give people like you can't give Luca the ball back. You you can't keep allowing him to have extra tries. Um, Zion has to be better defensively. He does. He has to be better offensively too. But <laughs> since, since we're on defense, let's stay there, right? He he's he will have to learn how to use his body better defensively because you know he he's. Like I said, he missed a lot of time. I get it. I get it. He's still trying to figure it out. But, like, he has the foot speed to do it, right? He can sl- he can slide. He can get, a- get in a defensive stance. He can – yo, there's no reason to me, like, switchability shouldn't be a problem with him. Shouldn't be nobody taking him off the, off the dribble, like, just, you know, I'm, I mean, I know it's lightning quick guards there, but, like, Zion – Not in the front court. Uh, 
Yeah, not on the front court. Yeah, not on the front court. No, like nobody should just be, you know, taking him off the dribble. Nobody should be bodying him up. And and like I think the thing that is just frustrating is like if you're not scoring, which you're not always going to have a good shooting game. You can do other things. There are other things you can do, like you know, just rebound the ball, um, get other people involved. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like Zion shouldn't have a six six rebound game. He she should never. And we've seen too many of them. I mean, look, he's he's only averaging six point seven rebounds a game, and and we know he left one game early, but still, even in that, his per minute numbers are not exceptional. And I think the thing too is you see him jogging at times defensively. He's yeah. never the first guy back, and I think he has to be a tone setter, especially physically. Because he's never going to be an elite shot blocker, but sometimes, and, and I I tweeted this and I and I'll say it, and, and I, sometimes you got to send messages with fouls, and it's not like we've seen Zion in danger in his career fouling out a lot. So I'd like to see him. Sometimes somebody drives in a bucket, just put him down, just put him down. You don't have to be dirty, you don't have to be cheap, but just put yeah. him down and make him go to the line and get to and remember that the next time they come through, you're going to be there again. And nobody wants to get hit by the six seven two ninety dude. Dude, I tweet so you know everybody's complaining about the referees or whatever with Zion and free throws or whatever, and and I get it. And I tweeted the Marshawn Lynch video about running through run, running through somebody's face, right? But that also applies on the defense too. Like Shaq used to say, you know, you get them little guards coming through the lane, you touch them up, touch, touch them a couple times, they they go understand. They go feel it. They go not. They not go be as willing to come back down the lane. You know what I'm saying? That's where you instead of getting that floater, you taking the elbow jumper. You taking the free throw line jumper. You're not coming down here. You 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 once you call somebody to second guess something, girl. I'm gonna be honest. We too nice. We just, we just too nice of a team. I, mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate the smiles. Like <laughs> I know that probably sounds crazy, but I, I hate. I do not like nice things. I want like mean. I want nasty. I want more Jose. I heard was talking so much shit to Jordan Clarkson at that Utah game before he before he fouled out. Like he was talking so much shit. It was it was it was beautiful. Her I mean uh uh Jose was in uh Colin Sexton's oh my God he was in his ear right yeah. I just want more of that I want I want it to be I wanted to be a, a concentrated friend of like we not the, we not for play we not for play like this is not this is not something that you go enjoy it, I want you to know when you come play to New Orleans you come play to New Orleans Pelicans it's gonna be hell Jonas takes that stance mm-hmm. granted he's not a great defender I think Jonas does I think Jonas is is serviceable right he he gives everything he's got. He does. Like, man. he's a willing he's, defender. He's just not fast. Yes. It's, it's, and, it, and it's kind of unfair because you're asking a seven-foot, 260-pound man to, to play drop against these guards, and he's got to decide if he's he's going he's gonna to take the, the roller or I'm going a, I'm to a guard the floater. Like, it's it's a hard position that you put JV in. But he gives you all of that, right? So all I'm asking is for the rest of the guys in the front court just to give that effort. Just meet him there. I'm with you on on the edge. You know, I want to see this team be a little bit nastier uh, because I think that's how you 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 get to that level. You have to have disdain, not not disrespect. You know, you respect yeah. the fact that this is the NBA and every every night 
somebody can beat you. But at the same time, there has to be a healthy level of disdain. Like if you know, and you see it, like you said, with Herb Jones, you see it when people try to score on Herb. Like literally, he's like, Are, "You really thought this was a good idea?" There's a look on his face, like you're not getting this, these points. Trey has has that attitude. Like you said, Jose has that attitude. Najee's got some of it too, even though he smiles a little too much. You know, like Ice Cube said, you ain't got to always show your teeth. Keep the teeth inside sometimes unless you're bearing them to, to, to growl. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like when a dog shows his teeth, it's, it's not for happiness. And that's what right. you want to see out of the Pelicans a little more is if you're going to show your teeth, let's do it out of, out of, you can smile when you win. Y'all want to do, y'all want to do the kid and play kick step at half court when the game is over when you won. I'm with you. Yeah. But for the 48 minutes, the Smoothie King Center in particular has to be hell for people. They got to yeah. come in and feel like they're rolling through the lower nine at night with, without <laughs> right. a map. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, like right. that's what you, and I'm not saying that to diss my, my city, the city where I grew up. I'm saying oh. when you're in any city and you're in a foreign part and you're in a part of the town that maybe you really shouldn't be in and you don't know where you're going, yeah. you're you nervous. You out, of, you out of bounds. And that's where you want teams to feel when they come. I don't want Southern hospitality when they come to the Smoothie King Center. I don't want people to enjoy their road trips to New Orleans anymore. You want people to think that the best part of their trip is going to be the food because the rest of it's going to be hell from the time they get off the bus at the Smoothie King Center to the time they leave. I agree with I think um, Trey does it. Trey, Trey has this uh, – he has this quiet – he, he he got his, he's got the dog in him. It's just quiet. He not really you know what I'm saying. But he'll he'll stare at you. You you know in that stare, which he'll pat at. you on the ass, dog. You know like ah yeah. You, you thought yeah. you was gonna get me ah. That's the shot yeah, right now. Yeah yeah yeah. He yeah he's a he, man and, and and you know Brandon got it in him right. Like you we've seen Brandon. <laughs> it's video evidence of what this man will do right. And at the same time, at the same time, CJ has it. People don't think that CJ has it, but I forgot. I think it was Evan Fournier when they were when Evan Fournier was in Orlando. Something happened. He pushed him off him, and CJ was talking about something about I forgot the quote, man. But he he called him a crepe, basically. He called him his native food, and then he blew a kiss at. Him. Yo, that's a that's 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 not you know what I'm saying like that's not a nice guy. That's not the guy that people think he is and I and I love that about him. I want that to carry over to all of us. And I think again, I hate to keep coming back to him, but I think that Jax could have that in him too. But it, it don't it don't come out and when it does come out it's not productive no, for he us. He throws fits. Right. 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 And that's also yeah. why I can't have like Dyson has it. Dyson, Dyson has does it. have it. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I wish I could count him as a member of the front court, you know, because I love that kid so much, but this is a part of the reason too, why I say Devonte has to go. Cause Devonte out here having fun. Devonte is at basketball fantasy camp. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And in three, until that last game, the first three games of the season, he was a negative. When he got on the court, bad things started to happen. The second quarter they lost yeah. against the Nets, it was because Devontae got big minutes. The quarter that they lost in game two was because Devontae got minutes. He was minus, I think, 10 in that in that second game. And then so finally he shows up a little bit and hits a hits a couple of shots. But still, if he doesn't go two for four from the free throw line, you're not sweating your ass off and the Pelicans don't blow 
you know, a, a game that they could have won yeah. in overtime but on a bad, on a crazy, ugly-looking last-second shot. But, you know, it's those types of things. I think Devontae, A, he doesn't fit the rotation anymore, clearly. You cannot play him and CJ defensively, and he messes up the defense. And, again, though, when the guards are bad defensively, it affects the front court as well when you know you have suspect defenders up front at, at different positions. So your guards can't be that defensively. Um but ultimately, I think it does. You're right. It, it, this team is it, the deciding factor is going to be how good defensively do Brandon and, and Zion become. Because you got plenty of other guys, yeah, who are complementary pieces who are willing to play defense. And some of them are willing to play nasty, tough playoff defense. But Brandon was starting to see it, it's starting to come. Yeah. But Zion has to get there, he's got to get there. And we can flip it to the offensive side of it now for him, too. And people got on me for this, for saying this, but yeah, Zion has been throwing this fastball at people for 89 games now, 88 games. They've seen the fastball and it's a really good fastball. It tops out still over 103. It's hard to hit. But when you get a hold yeah. of it, you hit a home run. And that's what people are doing. They're blocking his shot that put him in uncomfortable positions. He needs to start developing those counters. There are things the Pelicans, I think, can do to help him. But it starts again with him he's going to have to start ex- expanding his moves and he's got to start using that little 15 footer every once in a while. You say you're working on it. We've been hearing about this since year two about this 15 footer. I don't need the three pointer. I don't never need to see the three pointer, yeah. but you say you've been working on the 15 footer at some point, you got to be able to stop and pop and change, make the defense respect that. I mean, I think, well, so for, hold on before I, before I get on Zion, I just want to say one thing about uh, Dyson. Like you, you were saying, you know, we were talking about Devontae. I love Devontae. I love – I want to love Devontae. Let, let me say that. I love the idea of his, him as a shooter. It's just not consistent enough, and he doesn't do anything else. So it's hard to rely on him. And from what you saw Dyson do the other day, I don't know how you keep him on the bench any longer. Um, shout out to EJ Liddell. I know this is random, but I believe if he was healthy – you have your other front court player right there. Like you, you got a guy who's nasty. I just remember what he did to Paulo, seeing him do the Paulo Bencaro, and he gave Paulo hell. And that's probably second as I am the most physical person you you make. Um, Giannis, and you know what I'm saying. But like he's 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 you know pretty much a, a prototype NBA forward. Um, Zion offensively, yes, we can. The Pelicans can help him out in some areas by giving him momentum, giving him movement, maybe running some some pistol action, some spring pick and rolls, some ball uh, handoffs, some ball, yes, DHOs, uh, getting him, making him be the not not just the the roller, but you know what I'm saying, the 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 guy initiating the um the offense, right? But at the same token, year this is year four, right? Year four, you gotta have something other than dribble, 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 layup, right? So the thing is, I, I I tweeted this. I think he's posting up on the wrong side. I I think that he should post up on the right side because, and I don't think that he should go back to the basket. I think he should face up because he's gonna be quicker than whoever is guarding him, and I think. He takes that power dribble, 
puts his shoulder in their chest and he can go right to his strong hand because you know he wants to go left, no disrespect, but he like wants to go left, right? The problem to me is when he posts up right, when he posts up on, on, the, on the left side, he wants to spin back inside. At that point, the double is there and whoever's guarding him is seven foot. Like that's an easy block. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like he's posting up on the wrong side. Then the other thing too is like the counters. Like if Zion ever, if once he starts utilizing a pump fake, any any type of pump fake, just just to get the guy off the feet, and then then he could, if he wants to go around him or if he wants to go into him, it's it's all right there. He he had some plays where in the game he got hurt where he could have like he he pump he did pump, but he could have reverse pivoted the other way. And, and got a layup out of it. But I think that the thing for him is, I think these are game reps. These are things because he's missed so much time that he he's not going to see until we 25 games in. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, like these are things that you have to be working on in the offseason. These are, these are, this is something that 15, that 15 footer, 15 to 18 feet. Look, it's not the shot he probably wants to take, but it's a shot you have to take because you gotta keep the defense honest. You gotta you gotta make them respect it. If they don't respect it, they not go cover it. And I understand how quick, you know, and how generational of an athlete he is. But all the time, you can't you can't attack space when it's four people just sitting in the lane. You can't you can't attack that. You know what I'm saying? So he gotta figure that out. We could do a better job of helping him out. But it's it's certain things like individually he has to fix. That face it up thing I think you, you, is so critical because, like you said, it doesn't take away the potential to post up, but it's how he does it. Because what he needs to do is get those bigger defenders shifted so that it, because what he's doing right now he's already if you're a big guy and Zion is in there and he give he takes away the space for you. Great, yeah. because I want a small dude like yeah. that. Like shot blocking, most times big big people don't like you to close the space. They don't like it. I don't. I never liked it. People right up in my chest if I'm blocking shots. You no. want that distance so I can close it with my hands. But if it's a right. smaller dude who's posting you and he closes that distance, I love that because now he can't, he's only going to make himself smaller when he goes into his explosive move and he has to go up over me and through me to do it. So it's a much different position. And I think when Zion does that, like you said, he's taking away that advantage that he does have by being square physically and being able to, to use that, use his shoulder or to use his footwork. Cause he's, he's given up that advantage. Like you said, of getting a guy rocking to one side or the other to change his balance because he can finish with other, either hand. And he knows that if he misses, he can get a second jump. But you got to right. utilize that and get those shots up earlier. He needs a floater too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If he, he can't rely on getting right at the rim, if you're going to be 6'7 and play in that spot, yeah, you're going to have to get a floater too if you're going to be going up against fours. He's going to have to, to – and, and really we have not seen. I mean, I think he's averaging, what, two dunks a game? You know what I mean? Yeah, so man. the explosion yeah. still has to come back – too, because we have not really seen it at a level that we we expected. He has not finished through contact, maybe how we would expect. And you have to get, we got to give him some grace for the physical recovery of rejoining the NBA after a year and a half, essentially. Absolutely. But at the same time, when we talk about the refs, and that part is always looming, referees reward aggression. And there are times that even when he's gotten hit, he has not been the aggressor 
in order to get the call. It's a lot like what we used to do with Drew Holiday. You know, people say, why doesn't Drew get calls? Drew got surprisingly more calls than, than you think, but he didn't get more because Drew would avoid and turn at the point of contact. And the rest were like, I'm not rewarding you for that. Listen, as a guy, I think, you know, Zion is what, 20, 22 now? Mm-hmm. He, he's just, he's gonna want to do himself a favor in the future, like between now and 25 and develop these little finesse things and this little, the, the, the little touch around the rim and stuff like that. Because man, take it from me personally, you only got so many jumps, man. And once the knees go, man, them knees just, they gone, man. Like I, I you know what I'm saying? Like it, it would be a point where I felt like I could dunk everything. And now, like, I hope people throw me the ball at the rim. I'm coming down with it. I'm going to lay up. It's two two points. It's two points is what I'm trying to say, right? Don't matter how you score it. But with him, while his game is kind of predicated off athleticism, you want him to be able to save his knees for as long as he can. So, man, Zion would do himself so, uh, so much of a service if he maybe, you know, if he wanted to back him down, back him down, take the bump, and then just shoot over, just shoot the ball. Like, I believe that he can make the shot. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it because I think this this is something that's he's incapable of doing. I think these are things that he can do. Matter of fact, I've seen him take that turnaround jumper maybe five times in the Pelicans uniform. So I just want him to do it. It's kind of like how I feel about Trey, right? Everybody was really excited that Trey went eight for eight. I hated that shit. That means he didn't shoot enough. <laughs> like, why the fuck he didn't keep, why, why you stop shooting? <laughs> take 15, take 20. I you know look, I'm a firm believer that Trey Murphy should be getting double digit shots. I I posted that, I said it. Um, and, and I think that the game was close because Trey wasn't made the lead scorer. You know, I I felt like going into that, if if Ingram is gone and Zion is gone, your best perimeter weapon is Trey Murphy the third. You know what I'm saying? And we've seen this year it's been a struggle for CJ shooting the ball. He has not shot the ball great. Now he now he's gutted it out and had some epic fourth quarters as of late. And then the double digit assists show you that he's willing. And that was a big thing. Again, in my comparison to Drew Holiday, I'll say this about CJ McCollum as well. When you ask Drew to be the lead guard, that's where he struggled. And that wasn't a role he was suited for. But CJ, when right. his shot isn't going, he's gotten other people involved. They got double digit assists each of the last two games. And when he needed to hit threes, he's hit some big threes late in games. He had been there first three quarters shooting a three, but late in games, he's made the ones that he needed to make. But for me with, with Trey, game one, 16 points, nine boards. Game two, they don't get him any shots. Game three, yeah. 16 points, nine boards. Game four, you know, I mean, like when Trey is getting his opportunities, he's knocking down the shots. So to me, he could be he could be a double double guy off the bench. We're seeing in twenty something minutes, he's giving you sixteen. I mean, yeah, sixteen points and almost seven boards a night in twenty something yeah. minutes. This dude, and like he's only taking he took four threes. That's the most he's taken this season. Is four? Man, come on! He, if he gets his three point attempts up to seven a night, and he's getting twelve to fourteen shots a night, and getting to the free throw line four to five times a night. Yo, Trey, Trey is one of those guys who, who should be a finalist at the end of the year for six man because 
there is no one else on the bench suited to give you offense in bunches the way he can. And I don't like it when he and Devontae, that's another part of when he and Devontae play, because when Devontae's on the court, Trey doesn't get shots. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, I like the, I got a lot of nicknames for Trey. I call him Little Kenny. Um, I, I call him Mr. Kenny's son. Um, Trey, for me, I saw, I saw, I said this on another podcast. I saw what he worked on in the offseason. Like I literally saw with my own eyes. I saw him start utilizing the pump, go past guys, you know, as they closing out to defend the three. And I want Trey. I like I understand he looks at probably BICJ, Zion, you know, when they're on the floor, those are the guys who need the ball. But if this team is gonna be successful, Trey Murphy gotta be, he gotta have that mentality like, yo, you know, I'm the guy. And I do believe he feels like he is the guy. But like I think, you know, AD said says this often, like, be a star in your role. But shit, Trey a star. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I'm saying? I want Trey to shoot. Grub, Buddy Hill, Buddy Hill in four games is averaging nine threes a game. That 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 I, Trey should shoot seven of them. He if Trey shot ten threes a game, I wouldn't I would I would not bet an eye at it. I would not bet an eye because you know what I'm saying it's one of the things where he is he's gonna get rebounds, so he's gonna get layups to get him in rhythm to make these shots. So as he gets that, he's gonna shoot free throws. These are things that. Trey could easily average 20. Easy. Probably. He's finishing over people. He's finishing yeah, through man. people. And like yeah. and we talked about that healthy disdain. I don't believe Trey thinks there's a dude who could check him in this league. I, I firmly believe he's already he already feels that way. That if one-on-one, you want to step in front of him, he'll shoot it. And if you step up to him, he can put it on the floor in one or two dribbles and take off and finish at the rim. I'm, and I'm right with him. <laughs> like I'm, I'm right with him. I was talking to I was talking to his dad, Mr. Kenny. Shout out to Mr. Kenny. I was talking I was talking to Mr. Kenny last year before the season ended, and I was kind of like, "What's what's what's the things like? What's the thing y'all are gonna work on this offseason? And he told me it was gonna be basically you know catch, more catching shoots, shooting off the dribble, and kind of like some shot creation, right? And I know he's not done a ton of it yet, but I can. It's weird, man. Like when people, I feel like, you know, the guy who comes in the gym and he's just warming up different. Like everybody's shooting, but he just he just looked different. I could see it in trade. I, I I visibly see it. So I want him to just be comfortable enough. And I think the coaching staff is doing a is is gonna do. They're doing a good job, but they're gonna do a better job of making him comfortable enough to take shots. Because again, in order for the scene to be successful, his role has to grow because. He's going to get better offensively. He's going to get better defensively. At some point, he's going to be the four, right? So, like, I think the sky is the limit for Trey. Absolutely. I think, you know, the Pelicans, that's one of the things that I'm, you know, that that keeps me unconcerned for the for the short, long term, the near, the near midterm, however you want to phrase it, is that, yeah. like you said, when, when let's say, you aren't getting a healthy Zion, if that's the case. With this group, I look at that second unit, and you have three legitimate people or in a young group of players. i got three players that I think can be either all-stars or all-defensive or all this. Like, I believe Herb Jones 
And, and right now, you look at her, my dude's averaging seven points a game, but is getting an average plus minus a 16. You know what I mean? Like when, when you talk about – and Herb could score more. I firmly believe yeah. that Herb could score more. We, we He just – he's not getting shots, and he's not going to take shots that ain't his. Right. But I believe Herb could be a 15-point scorer with other – you know, with different – if a different role were prescribed for him. He could score you 15 a night. I believe Trey, if given the role, could give you 20 a night. I believe Dyson Daniels down the road can be a – a, a plus level NBA starter at the very least, if we're not talking about borderline all-star or real all-star, I believe he's yeah. got that skill set. So to me, when you look at the future, you say, okay, I've got six players now that are my core six for sure with Jose that makes seven with Larry. That gives me eight. I only need 10. I only need 10 to count on. I don't need 15 to count on and I'm fine with the $1.5 million Najee Marshall. I don't understand anybody that complains about Najee because Najee down there at, at $1.5 million, 13th man on the bench, and he's a don't break in case uh, – you know, you break in case of emergency, dude. We need tempo. I go get Najee. I need some activity. I go get Najee. I need physicality. I go get Najee. And if he's not on, I can sit him right back down, and the guy is not offended. So I don't have no problems with what Najee Marshall brings to the table. But it's those guys that Jackson Hayes, who should be taking on a bigger role in this in his fourth year. It's Devontae Graham who's getting paid. But if a Kyra Lewis does come back, who they just extended now today, if Kyra Lewis can't beat out Devontae Graham, then I, that's a problem on both of those guys. So, I mean, it's just those things to protect Willie Green from himself and letting too many people on the court. This is not the why – you don't have to play every kid. Their parents aren't there. I just need Willie to get that down to that uh, a manageable 9-10 as we get further along in this season instead of playing everybody. Because I think ultimately that's going to – championship teams don't go 15 deep. They just they just don't. You can't yeah. trust 15 guys on a nightly basis. Na- Najee Marshall is a glue guy. Najee, Mar- Najee Marshall is a guy – He's he's – he is a guy, he has that attitude, that dog you talking about. Like, not, I, I genuinely believe Najee thinks he's better than Luca. I genuinely believe that. I think he thought that, right? And I ain't mad at that because that's how you're supposed to think. I could see after he, he hit Luca like with an in and out and he put his shoulder into him and he made a layup over him and he was just walking back to the bench like, Scott, think he got the nerve to check me? I'm not. I, yo, I love that. Play over your head. Like I got no, I have no issues with that. But but I'm with you, man. I think power, I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't okay, so being out Devontae should sound like something he could do, but he he can't shoot better than Devontae. Right. And then what does he do? Like he's supposed to, at the very least, be considering he's a first round draft pick. He should at very least be everything that Jose is, right? But a little taller because he's longer yes. than Jose. He should be conceivably he should be faster because that's what we talk about. Kyra end to end, one of the fastest players in the league. That's what the, that's what they sold us on from from day one. That's all we could hear about was yeah. Kyra's speed. So he should yeah. be a great on ball defender, right? He should be able to apply ninety four feet of pressure. And he should be able to get to the rim. Those are the things you're asking out of Kyra 
immediately. The three-point shooting, you're right. I don't know if Kyra will ever be a great three-point shooter. I don't know. But at the very least, if he's not getting to the rim and finishing it with his length and his athleticism better than Jose, and Jose's already got the floater, Jose's already shown you he can knock down the jumper, and Jose, Jose gave you 13 points in the first half, he did what he needed to do to keep you afloat. I don't know if Kyra could do that. I don't know if Kyra's capable of doing that whenever he's healthy. I think Kyra has not. <clears throat> I think Kyra has an identity issue, and I don't mean like in real life. I just mean in basketball. I think he has an identity issue. When you look at the Avengers, right? Everybody got a superpower. Like you got Thor. He's got he's got lightning. Captain America's got strength. You know what I'm saying? Like so on and so on. Kyra. I don't think he understood the kind of guard he was supposed to be because I, I think I realized this when I saw Pat Bear rip him at half court because he was trying to I think he ripped him consecutively at half court because he was trying to out dribble Pat, Pat Bear. You're a Ferrari. You just go past him. You don't got to do none of that. And you don't got to dance on them. You just go. And the other thing, the other, the thing that's going to coward is going to be as great as Kyra wants it to be because Got that athleticism, but the thing that's stopping him, he don't the floater, man. Like his, he gotta develop a float. I gotta apologize to five every time I talk about Kyron Jose because five told me we really had an argument. Like I was mad at him. He was like, Jose better than you know, Jose, like the best point guard on the team. And I was kind of like, like, this is before Jose started getting minutes. I'm like, man, you tripping. He, he ain't better than Kyra. Like, Kyra, Kyra got the length. He got the potential. He got the the, the 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 draft acumen. He's the guy who, the first round draft pick. You ain't about, come on. Man, I started seeing it. Every time I watch Jose hoop, I shoot five with text. Like, I'm sorry. You right. <laughs> like, you right. But no, I, I just... I think I think the the holes in Kyra's game they are fixable. These are things that can be fixed. I don't know if they go be fixed on this team though. Because where's I don't, the time? I don't. It's 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 just not there. And 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 now like Jose is you know you know you ever see uh, somebody building a foundation and there's one person who just comes they write their name in that foundation they, they write the name in the concrete and that's just, that that's Jose that's what he did. He took he took that he took that spot and he asked his name out in it. This is Jose Alvarado's and I like Kara can't get that back. He just he just can't. Same for like Jax. I don't. It's nothing he could do in my opinion to get himself back into like the regular rotation. Like you know, I, and I know we we love Billy, but we don't play Billy. Well, like Billy is a, offensively. Billy is a serious basketball player. There are things that I feel like. Jack should be learning from him. He thinks I mean, he should learn at, from Like Max. you said earlier, though, but all, all the adults, look who has Jax has had. He had Derek Favors first, who was a pro, who was right. a fundamentally sound defender, you know, who did all the stuff yeah. that you wanted to, to learn. If you're going to learn defense, post-defense, you're going to learn it from a guy like Derek Favors. Then you get Steven Adams, who's going to be physical, who's who knows positioning, who knew, you know, knows how to set screens, the, the fundamentals of the game that you're talking about in that position. Right. He's had the vets. Willie, Billy Hernan Gomez, who's, who went off and won an MVP this summer and was out doing his thing for his country this summer, getting better, and still has to be relegated to end of the bench duty. Like this, this is an MVP of the Euro Championships, 
and he's sitting on the bench and he got to watch Jax go in and shoot a corner three for no damn good reason or to turn the ball over, trying to make passes that he got no business trying to make. And you're Billy Hernan Gomez. And again, you get paid one point three mil. You know, Billy get the minimum and Jax is getting right. four and a half to fuck up. And Billy is getting his money and saying, at the very least, you know what I'm going to give you. Man, Jax thought he was Ginobili on one of them plays. He tried to sneak <laughs> that shit in Euro. It was it was a Euro, but it was a Canada. It wasn't. It wasn't. He, he was in the wrong triangle. He was in the wrong country. Man, I he shot that corner three, and I'm like, he ain't about to. I know he not go. No, you you just came in the game, so I know you're not even warm yet, and and. I don't know, man. It's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. It's a guy. I say this all the time. And I, and I, look, man. I'm I'm strictly talking basketball. Yeah. People, you know, take things and they like you think you're shitting on him. I'm not. I'm. I don't know him as a person. I'm, I'm sure he's man. a great individual. I I don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be friends, but I'm just saying as a basketball player. I think Griff had to trade him last year. I, I say that. Often at the at the the juncture when he when we got CJ, he should have been include, been included in a deal where we we got off him because I I do still believe that somebody's gonna pay him for his potential. And look look man, maybe year six or seven, the light goes off and he's who we think he can become. I just don't see how he becomes a here. And this is the thing, going forward right next year. EJ, again, I'm very high on EJ Liddell. EJ Liddell will come back. He's he's gonna be healthy at some point, right? And you got a Lakers pick. And you got, you the, got Lakers the Lakers pick. pick. Dude. Cause either if it's number one, you know, I mean, if it's you know it's happening. Yeah. If it's number <laughs> if it's in the top three, you're keeping it no matter what. But and right. it's a deep draft in general. But with that pick, you're talking about draft. adding another lottery pick to a team that has six of them sitting on the court right now and you're going to add another lottery pick to that group if you're going to do it and again and you're trying to progress in, in your timetable then you're asking probably for a big you're looking for a talented big at this stage you're not looking for more wings you got more wings now than you ever before Pelicans couldn't find a wing to save their life now they got wings just falling out the cabinet so you need a big because you've drafted your point guard of the future last year in Dyson Daniels. That's what you, you took. You also supposed to right. have your point guard, other point guard of the future in Kyra Lewis. So you ain't getting another point guard. So your drafted goal is to either get a big through the draft or trade for a big. And that means there's no room to me for uh Jackson Hayes. Pelican wing stop right now. They Chick-fil-A. They got wings. They 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 Popeye's two-piece uh with a biscuit with, with wings. The Pelicans need. I, I mean, look. I was. I know. I'm. I'm super happy. Happy we we got uh, Dyson. I, I like Jalen Duren. If they if they were gonna go for a big last year uh, in that draft. And the other thing too is the scary part. Not not scary for us, but like scary just for the NBA is now Griff, Trajan, Swin, whoever they got a type and they know what they're going after. So you get. Like again, you you find a not he may not ever play, but you got a Seaburn. You got guys who got talent, and they may, may not ever have the time to develop. But you bringing them people in, you bringing them in, you bringing them in, and 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 if they fight you for minutes, I don't know how Jackson Hayes is like. I don't know. I don't know how he survives that. 
I, I just really don't know how he would be, how he's going to be out. I don't know. Let's say we draft school. Let's hypothetically say, let's, let's say we draft school Henderson. Let's just, okay. let's just say we do get a point guard. Right? right. So then, all right. So then in my opinion, that means Kyra is gone. Devontae has to be gone. Devontae would, Devontae have, would have to be gone. Hopefully, no disrespect, but hopefully GT is gone. Yeah. You know, Jax is gone. You, 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 and that's the nature know. of the beast, though, too. Right. The bottom right. of your roster is supposed to turn over pretty frequently. It, it, you know, you you stay with your core guys and you turn that bottom. And right now, Jax is part of the bottom, so he's got to be churned out. And you try to get somebody fresh who could compete because it can't be all long-term prospects. That's why the back of your bench is usually filled with one-year deals and two-year deals with veterans or rookies or, or young players who you know ain't going to play, but you just need some live bodies. Well, the Pelicans are lucky. They got that part covered on the minimum, guys. They covered it. Yeah. But they need those yeah. role-playing veterans. That's the thing is enough guys who don't need minutes, who are not who don't need developmental minutes, who are just guys who are in their fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth year, who just know. I mean, I play for four games, but when I play, I know what I got to do. And they ain't, they're not, but egos start coming into this. If I'm Jackson Hayes and it's January and I'm still playing seven minutes a game or less, and I'm racking up DNP CDs, is he still as huggy huggy with the rest of the fellas as he is today? Tell me the truth because my money is on the line now. You know what I'm saying? Your agent is on the phone talking yeah. to you and saying, Jackson, uh, what are we going to do, bro? Because uh, I can't sell you at three points per game. You should have took the deal that was offered to you in the offseason. I mean, y'all couldn't – I don't know what the deal was, so I, you know what I'm saying, but you had – you. there was something on the table for you, yes. right? Now, going forward, I don't even know if there's a table. I don't I don't know if there's – I don't know if there's a place for you to even sign a contract. There's, there's no more seats What's here. the incentive for the Pelicans to give him anything other than – I mean, I don't even – I don't even see the reason – Unless you're just trying to make sure you can get the trade done if you want to sign and trade him. But I don't see any other reason to keep him because losing him right now, you can say, well, we lost him for nothing. But you don't need to get something back for him financially, really. You don't. So if you lost him at the end of the year for nothing, it still really wouldn't it wouldn't bother me is, is what I'm saying. The nature of the beast. And honestly, like this is this is how. I know I know New Orleanians hate this because you like to keep guys. We love we love we love a good story. We love to just grow a Yo, if your roster is stagnant, you aren't winning. Yo, we don't need to bring Josh Hart back. I, I, I'm <laughs> we don't get you don't get better with that. Stop stop saying that. That does not make you better. That means you're literally staying in the same place. We're going backwards. We you're going backwards. If you're not. If you're if you're not elevating the roster, if you're not improving the roster, you're staying pat. And if you're staying pat, people are passing you. We've been passed for 20 years. Let's keep yo, let's see where this shit go. Let's keep getting better. I wanna, I wanna be, I wanna be a a, a machine. I wanna be the Warriors. I wanna be something like that. Where, and look at how these people drafting, right? Look at how I know right now they're not playing well, but I'm just saying, like from a talent perspective, if you look at what's on that team. Like what? Yeah, we gonna have to make a decision this year, either you know Clay or 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 or, or Draymond. But look at how many years and look what you got out of those guys. So if at the end of the day, if one of them leaves, we got four rings out of it. 
I got a decade. I got a decade of investment out, and it paid itself off. And Clay and and, and look, Draymond's a second draft draft pick. It paid off. It paid off. The, the luxury tax paid off in four titles. So yeah, if the Pelicans want that, the standard has to be we're constantly challenging the bottom of our roster to get better because yeah. the top of our roster is so good. They're going to win games. There's no doubt in my mind. Look, we ain't arguing that. But to me, ultimately, again, the conversation is where do they finish in the West during the regular season? Because they have to finish in the top six. You don't want to be – look, anything happens if you're in the plan. You lose and you go home. And, and it's just that way. So anything can happen there. You've got to be in the top six. And they've got to – hopefully they get into the top four. But health is going to be that question. And ultimately, defense. They are a middle-of-the-pack defensive team right now, which is much better than it was last year. But you don't win a championship with a middle-of-the-pack defense. You can be good. You can get to the second yeah. round. You might even make it yeah. to the conference finals. But you're not winning a championship with the 17th-ranked defense in the NBA. I mean, so the and, and and the thing like right now, you know, again, this is this is four games in. But if I'm right. looking around, if I'm looking around the league, it, it, let, let's just stay in the West. If I'm looking around the West. I'm not scared of anybody. There's no reason to be scared of anybody. The team that I thought go to state will come in and be the juggernaut. Like they're not themselves right now. And it's a long season, but I feel like the Pels, the Pels get on the run, right? They, they recover defensively and they, they hang their hat on that. They hang their hat on defense. Offense is literally the least of my problems. Least. The least of it. So they hang their hat on the defense Man, the sky's the limit because once you start winning games, you get a run going. And look, you went five games here. You went four games here. You go on a three-game winning streak, right? Next thing you know, like you, you, I don't know. Let, let's say you, 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 you're 24 and three. I don't know. I'm just hypothetically speaking, right? It's, it's very improbable that you're going to fall off at that point because once you get your, once you get the win underneath your wings, you, you, you're flying, you're gone. But it all starts with defense. We got you got to hang your hat on that because that's what got us in the playing last year. That's what that's what turned everything. I know I know everybody. You know CJ did. He he came and he helped with that. But see, yo, CJ was giving effort. It's I think CJ had his best defensive game as a Pelican that last game. He was giving so much effort, man. He was on the ground. He was like really really locked in, and and it didn't. You know he didn't shoot well. He hasn't been shooting well. But the thing with him is he's a professional bucket. He's yeah. a professional bucket. I'm not worrying about his shot. Never there was gonna time worry about in those fourth quarters. He came up big. He, he hit and he, he hit the – I'll say this too. I've been impressed by the Pelicans with this. The three-point attempts. They have stayed around 25, and they don't need to shoot 43-pointers a night. Yeah. But the more important part is who's taking the threes. In general, the right people – have been taking the threes. So if you and the Pelicans are fourth in the NBA in three point percentage right now at thirty nine percent, that and that's with CJ shooting it terribly. CJ is below thirty yeah. percent right now from three. So if CJ were shooting at his average, the Pelicans would probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of forty five percent as a team shooting the, the three. And that's the thing: you're gonna kill people. You're gonna get seventy points a night in the paint if you're healthy. Right. But. Right. It, Against Dallas, that three-point advantage wasn't there for Dallas. The Pelicans mitigated that three-point percentage by shooting a higher percentage and holding Dallas to a low percentage 
They still got they they got to the free throw line. They didn't let Dallas get to the free throw line and thirty get thirty three attempts like they had been. And then the other part of it was too, the Pelicans have been pretty good at not turning the ball over this year. And I give a lot of credit to that to CJ as well because he's had to do predominantly take and Jose that first half with the Pelicans had with thirteen assists one turnover with Jose yep. starting the other night. So I mean, yep. you know, if you're going to take care of the basketball like that, those are all things that winning teams do. But again, like we like we said, defensively, they just have to get better. I want to ask you your thoughts on this before we go. All right. If Mitchell Robinson were available, if the Knicks made him available, he and Tom Thibodeau have not been best friends since, since Tibbs got there. Yeah. Would you like to see him in exchange if the Pelicans could unload Devontae, unload Jax? Maybe you got maybe you got to throw in a pick too, but the Pelicans got picks. You give him some seconds or something, throw that in. Right. Make the make everything work. Do you think Mitchell Robinson could could come into New Orleans and and, and at twenty five minutes a night be a difference maker um, in the front court? So I'm looking at Mitchell Robinson's stats. I wanted to see this before I answered this question mm-hmm. because I think the one thing that I'm down on him is that Mitchell Robinson has only had games of five rebounds, six rebounds, eight rebounds. Granted, it's not – I mean, this is in 37, 30, and 23 minutes. I feel like we got that problem right now. So, no, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think he's a guy that, that I would necessarily want because, like, Mitch, while he has the – it's crazy because Mitch, Mitch is a – he's a good shot blocker. He's a good weak side defender. And that's the thing that like we definitely need. Well, he not rebounding either. And you seven foot. But his numbers are down this year compared to previous years. His rebounding rate the last two years was high. And I'm wondering if it's the, how much of it is a Knicks issue. Because a lot of, you know, Tibbs does, bad, has yeah. not used him well. But his, his rebound rate last year and his block shot rate, I mean, he almost averaged a double-double and he was getting maybe four shot attempts a game last season. So I mean, I, 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 the one thing that bothers me is his money. But the Pelicans got a lot of money say, right now. Pelicans I was about to a, ask you how much he's making. Didn't he just? Didn't he just? He real? just signed the extension, so he's not even available to after December fifteenth. Um, but I'm just saying, like, and this this is not saying it's a deal that has to be made. But yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to figure out like Hartenstein's not available, and and you and I haven't talked about Purdue, <laughs> but you know Purdue is another guy that I've had my eye on, and I believe that the Spurs, he even though the Spurs are playing us. better than people thought, Purdue could be had. He's in the last year of his contract. He's a dude that he could be had, us. and as a short term rental, if you had to get off of him at the end of the season, I think he could still help you get to a finals this year if you're close. If you're going all in. Jacob Pertle's yeah. a guy. Jakob Pertle's a guy going all over. He kills us every time he plays. He kills us. He, I don't know what that dude. He he got this funky little floater. It's like a, it's like a, it's not even a floater really. It's, it's just like a, like a chip shot. Like, and he he's literally been unstoppable with it. Uh, for 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 them, man. I let me ask you this. I got a question for you. DeMarcus Cousin is a free agent. Yeah. How you feel about that? Again, I, I don't think you want if you if you add somebody like Boogie, it would have to be later in the year. Now it's not okay. the time to add Boogie. 
Because you haven't, right. you're not settled enough. And like you said, this team is still figuring out who it is, you know, yes. with Zion and that personality alone. I don't know if I want to put Boogie in a room with Zion right now. I honestly, and I say this, <laughs> and I say this really because the things that I love about Boogie, the things that I remember fondly about his time in New Orleans, is say what you will about that dude, but that dude loves to compete. He loves to compete. He's very serious about competing against people. And I remember very fondly how serious he was when he told Anthony Davis in Portland. When they during the regular season before they got to the playoffs, if you don't want to play, give me your Achilles and I'll go out there and finish this. Mm. I remember mm. him; that was clear. So, if you put him in a room with Zion right now, and I don't think Zion is at that place mentally where he could take those kinds of things yet, because he, you know, he's just getting himself back in. Boogie's the kind of dude to say, "What the hell, hey man." My ass has hurt before. Now, look, I'm not again. I'm not judging the injury. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, Boogie yeah, be yeah. the kind of dude to be like, yeah, it's gonna hurt. This the NBA. Get out there, and and I think that, that that it might not be time quite yet for Zion to get that kind of dude on his shoulder. But don't you feel like that's the type of somebody needs to put some dog in him? But Boogie don't... gonna come in here, and I, I like I just don't think it's time yet. Like you know what okay. I mean. I could see, okay. I see your point, and I I feel where you're coming from. We're on the same block. I just don't know if the timing is there to add that to this chemistry experiment because you do have some fragile egos right now. Because I guarantee you, Jackson's ego is in a fragile, fragile place. I guarantee you, Kyra's ego. I mean, come on, look, you ain't playing. Your ego's in a fragile place. If you're Zion, and it ain't been easy since you came back this season, you're in a difficult place. So all these right. dudes, you can't put a bunch of fragile egos around a dude who's coming in and has. No more reasons to give a fuck. He got a ring. He got, you know what I'm saying? He's been through the bottom. He's been a villain in this league. He's been an all-star. DeMarcus Cousins has no reasons to give a fuck. And you bring that dude into a room with dudes who got who got feelings, man, look, <laughs> some of these boys need to toughen up. And I think that's what this season is part two of. Last year, they got rid of some people who were not part of the mission who didn't understand what it took. And I, I say this about Nikhil Alexander-Walker because I see that dude, every time he sees the Pelicans, he's running back. Hey, bro, we done broke up. The relationship is over. Go find a new family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go find a new family. You got to move on. When I see that, I understand why he's not here because it's over. You got like you know what I'm saying? You weren't an icon yeah. in New Orleans. You weren't yeah. no icon here. You was a dude yeah. who barely was shooting 35% from the field for three seasons. Look, you can't be crying about your time here. So keep weeding out the weeding out the people who are not going to be tough enough to get you to the championship. And that's a couple more than people going to be gone at the end of this season. We're looking forward to it. I'm, I mean, I, you know, again, do whatever you got to do. Do whatever you got to do to be competitive and, and, and fill a roster out where you got, you know, like it, 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 it's people who are saying the 15 guy on the roster don't matter. But, like, I disagree with that, man. The 15 guy on the roster, that dude matters because, like, injuries, right? Like, for instance, if you if the 15 guy on the roster was, I don't know, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but somebody who's actually playable, you know, like, yeah, man, that dude matters. I, I feel like every roster spot, every roster spot is important. You know, you, you shouldn't have – you shouldn't have – not granted, everybody not go be Brandon Ingram or, or Nikola Jokic or whoever, right? But – like, 
you you can't get, have guys on your team that don't play, and nobody should be getting the Udonis Haslam treatment because they're not Udonis Haslam. They ain't brought that like ain't no culture set here yet. No, no, and Gary Temple just got here, so it's not like you could say he's the culture setter. He just arrived yesterday too, so yeah, like with the end of the bench, like we said, you can't you can't have players on the end of the bench who need minutes but won't get them, and you can't have guys at the end of the bench who, if they get minutes, can't do nothing with them. That's that's yeah. the thing, and yeah. and the and Garrett is a guy who, if he gets minutes, he can't do nothing with him. And the other guys that you have, Kyra needs minutes, but there's nowhere to play him. There's just nowhere to play him. If Devontae is going to be value at the money that you're paying him, that's a 25 minute. There are not 25 minutes on the floor for Devontae Graham. There aren't. So if the, if you can't fill those, especially when you're not making shots. You are yeah. wasting those spots on the roster. Like you said, those are inefficient uses of roster spots. Just because somebody's an NBA player doesn't mean they fit that role on your roster. And that's the problem. The Pelicans have three or four guys who don't belong on this roster. And if you replace them with just other people, just other people who fit the role, even if they weren't great, that would be better than having somebody who's not good in the wrong role. And I think that's man. Look, I'm sorry. I'm no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, I, you know, like I don't know if this guy is available or not. I don't know his contract status. I don't know really anything about it financially uh, him. But watching Jared Vanderbilt play against us, Ooh. bro, I I I've loved that dude games for game forever. You know what I'm saying? And, and you add him to this. That's a dude making what I mean, four four mil this year, I think. Four mil. Yeah. Twenty three yeah. years old. Yeah. Let me see. Has he last year? He's got one more year on his deal at four point six. And the Jazz, you know, I mean, the Jazz are gonna keep him because he's cheap. They they got oh for sure. Him. But I mean, he he's got the he's got the he's got the qualities of a of a you know what I'm saying all NBA defender like he he could do it. And that's all you need out of this front court now. Like you said, points, the Pelicans don't need any more points. They got guys, as they mature, you're going to have more scoring out of these guys. But it's going to be the defense. Um, last, bro, let's talk about Phoenix tomorrow. Phoenix playing better yeah. than people expected. Uh, it seems that they, you know, uh, DeAndre Ayton has kind of gotten over it um, with the Suns. Chris Paul, again, it's the early part of the season. Chris Paul is always all NBA when his legs are fresh. Um, it's not going to be e- – it's never <laughs> easy on the road at Phoenix. It's a three-game road trip. They got to win at least two of these three, in my opinion. The, the Lakers game, that, that's, that's, a, that's a dub you put in the books. You better you better take that one. Clippers that's, are going to be hard. That's a point. Yeah. Suns are going to be a difficult, um, but what do you see in this first game of the road trip, especially if Bi is still not available um, against the Suns? Yeah, I think they say he's not making a trip, huh? Right, because so, I think it's I mean, ten days. He's, he's ten days, so he won't be ready probably till the next home game. Yeah, so I mean, you know, uh, get well soon, Bi. But so what? You know what I'm saying? Like, so what? He not available. That mean that means you step up. Uh, I know Zion and her are, are questionable. You would like you would like to have them, uh, you know, essentially in a game like that against Phoenix. Um, it's gonna be a tough game. I mean, Phoenix is, you know, they're looking good, man. Book, I think Book is averaging thirty. Um, Chris is, you know, 
Chris is uh like you said, he's early season Chris. Um you gotta you gotta be able to come in and annoy him like you do in the playoffs. You you take his legs away, you make Jose guard him 94 feet, and 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 you you piss him off. Um if Herb is not playing, you know, maybe you put you put uh Trey or Najee on, on book and, and and you just gotta kinda live with the results. There's no stopping Devin Booker anyway. You know what I'm saying? So you just kinda gotta live with the results there. The thing they killed us with though was the pick and roll with Aiden. Yep. That that's that's where they ate us alive. So you gotta figure out, you know, are we just gonna drop again or like what are we, are we gonna man up? Like how are we gonna how are we gonna handle that? Again, defensively is where you win that game. I'm not, you know, even with without those guys, we still score the ball. You still got a guy in CJ who's averaged 25 a game. You know, Jonas is, you know, eight, uh, 15, 18 or whatever. And, and man, give Jonas his touches. Make Aiden work on the other end. Make whoever's guarding. That's the Jonas only way you can play Jonas against Aiden. Yes. If Aiden, yes. if, if Jonas is scoring on the other end. I think, and and I think that's where we kind of went away with him in the playoffs. Like we went away from we. Yo, look, if somebody's scoring on me, you gotta let me get my get back because it's not like he's scoring one on one on 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 Jonas. You got a pick and roll. I'm dropping when I come back. Ain't shooting the jumper. Let me get the touch on the other end. That way, when you get fouls, you beat you beat his body up. You control the time. You control the tempo. You do things like that. That's how you slow them down. That's how you beat them. What oh, I, one thing. Mm-hmm. Go I'm sorry. I was just saying what I like in this is that the the Suns do not have a ton of bigs. Okay, so the, this at least the Pelicans get a, a reprieve from going up against a lot of length. This is going to be a, the wings going at it. And so <laughs> to your point, if not just Jonas, you got to attack the paint consistently, particularly any moment that Aiden is on the bench. Anytime, because Aiden's playing only 31 minutes a night. For them 17 other minutes, you've got to attack as hard as you can at the rim and try to get the get the Suns into foul trouble. Because I believe Book is a reacher. I believe Chris Paul at this stage of his career is a reacher. You know, those are dudes who you can get into foul trouble. Sure. And I think, you know, Shamit is a guy you can get into foul trouble. These Those guys are reachers um, out at the top. Now, they're going to be disciplined overall because they play for Monty. But I think right. this is a game for the Pelicans. If you don't win the free throw contest here, like this is a game where you better get the advantage at the line because the Suns are jump shooters. They're going to shoot a lot of yeah. mid-range jump shots. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. They're jump shooters. Outside of Aiton and Bridges cutting and maybe some Cam Johnson every now and then. Um, but they don't. They rely on the mid-range and the three. So the Pelicans need to, need to yeah. win the free throw battle, and they've got to, to win the glass. So I was gonna say that you know, of course, winning the glass. But I, I was what I was gonna say was, uh, as far as the the bigs in general, yo, when you get a rebound and you're underneath the goal, you don't gotta kick it back out. Like the goal right there, look at. It. I, I just really want us to look at it. I would like for the bigs to be more aggressive, especially when you have the advantage of height and in strength under the goal. Like you don't have to get a rebound and, yo, the goal. Look at the goal. Put, Again, attack it, dominate it, pump fake it, whatever you got to do because that's how you win those games. You get these guys in early foul trouble. You get you get eight and you know eight eight man. You, you listen. He's a he's a decent defender, but like I'm not scared of DeAndre Aiden. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not scared. Of, he doesn't strike fear in me. 
he's not he's not a, a Giannis or Embiid, somebody who I'm like thinking about when I go to the. You know what less than a block a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no reason. It's no reason we shouldn't be attacking the paint. Guards too, right? Like you've seen you've seen what Jose does when he gets into he's probing, he's probing, he's probing, and he go lull you to sleep. And he's 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 gonna finish with either hand, right? And he's gonna make think, Chris go backwards. Yes, yes, he is. I think we gotta stop. I said this uh, earlier. We gotta stop treating Jose like a novelty. Like we thought it was, we thought it was a cute idea at first. But that dude, a gamer, he he give him minutes, let him play. Like stop treating him like, oh yeah, we just no, let him play. He's not the Does mascot. He, <laughs> he's not the mascot. He's not. He's not. You put. You got him on a shelf, and you just like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, that's Jose. Nah, that dude, he a bulldog. Let him play because, for one, you know he's really the only natural point guard on the team. And when he's in the game, yo, when he does, when when we do give him the ball, we give him control of the offense. Great things happen. You play, start the first play. half, the tempo stayed high the entire yeah. first half, except when he was out. And that's when they that's when the Dallas Mavericks were able to get back in the game was when he was out in the first half. In the second half, he wasn't getting the shots the same way. And I think the offense changed to the way that they were running it. it. It was very different in the second half as well. They lost their way in the third quarter in particular. But you're but you're right. Jose, as a point guard, he does the two things you want him to do. He he forces tempo offensively and he forces tempo defensively. He change he makes people do what they don't want to do. Yeah, I mean, and that's 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 the that's the true nature of a basketball player, right? You know what I want to do, but you can't stop, and I'm gonna make you do what you want to do. That's how you win games. And and Jose is a smart guy, so you know I know we we say he, I mean, he is a smallish guard, so you worry about him getting like posted up or whatever on the other end. But like he he's guys, Jose has been small his whole life. It's not new to him. He know how to get around that, shit and he's smart enough to adjust. And we're smart enough as a team to adjust. And you're so, not asking him to play 36 minutes. Right. Like that's exactly. the thing. As long as you play him in the 20s, the, Jose's going to be fine. You know, but that's the thing is, is you you have to know what people are, what they are not. And I know Jose is not a guy who's going to play 35 minutes for me a night. If I need him to for one night, sure. But over the course of an 82-game season, I'm not asking yeah. him to do that. But I know in them 20 minutes that he gives me, like you said, for 20 to 25 minutes, I'm going to get everything that I can possibly squeeze out that dude. When the game is over, I've gotten 100% concentrated basketball out of Jose Alvarado. He go, he going to rain down hell. He going to make life difficult for you. He He's going to make smart decisions, um, you know, and and he's going to get other, others involved. Um, I still feel even with like, even without B.I., I feel like this is a winnable game. Yes. Honestly, I, re- I really do. Yes. I think this is a winnable game. I think that, you know, I think this is a good matchup for the Pelicans. I think they showed the Suns that they're not afraid of them. And I think the key to me, like I said, starts in the defensively, but offensively, Trey Murphy. If you don't get Trey Murphy some points, man, get Trey going early and often. Trey should be in 15 to 7. In this game, no B.I. and probably no her yeah. and probably no Zion again. Then Trey should be getting seventeen shot attempts. So, in the in the words of the great Charles Barkley, that uh that team Murphy for New Orleans, he can shoot the ball. <laughs> he he can shoot the ball. So you know, like Trey, make him your make him know your name. 
make them know your name. It shouldn't be that T. Murphy. Who the hell is Trey Murphy? Nah, that's four Trey shots Murphy. a quarter. Four shots a quarter. That's all we talking about, bro. Four attempts a quarter. Remember Michael Jordan said it was simple to score thirty-two points. Then you just do the math. He's like thirty-two points is what? How many buckets? That's sixteen buckets. I break that down. That's four buckets a quarter. I turn that into you know eight points a quarter. Then all I got to do is make two buckets at four free throws. Yeah, I can do that every quarter. Like that, the Jordan math works for for people like him and you know Zion, Bi, Kevin Durant. That math is simple. But you can make it that way for Trey Murphy if you do things to get him the ball. Because again, his offensive skill set, he can take you off the dribble. He can shoot the mid range. He can shoot the th- he shoots the three without bringing the ball below his shoulders. Bruh, that release is sick. I I don't that dude don't have a him. He no hitch. There's, there's no dip. <laughs> It's he don't have a shoe pocket no more. It's it's he's it's literally wherever he's catching it at, it's a it's a good shot. It's clean. It's like the ball release at a bowling alley. It just it just it's gone. And that dude, uh, uh, Trey should, if if Trey's not in the twenties again tomorrow, then the something ain't right. Something ain't right. Get that man buckets. But this is a game. I, I'm with, I'm with yeah. you. Road trip. I think this is a this should be a three and road trip. Quite frankly, because I think the, the 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 Clippers have shown that they're still trying to figure out who they are. I think you could catch them. I think this this is a three zero road trip, and the Pelicans should come back home six and one. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, look, who knows if it's not certain Kawhi is going to play. That's right? what I'm saying. <laughs> we don't know if John Wall is even going to play because I don't think John Wall is playing back to backs, and Kawhi isn't playing back to backs. You know that for for certain. You know the Lakers. I, Let's I, honestly, yeah, man. Look, I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about that because if that's a game, if that's a game, like we we, I don't care if Br Zion isn't there. If that's a game, that that's a I'm a, I'm a complain. That's a problem. That's a problem for me. I know who on that team. I know Brian there, but bro, I I, I just don't. I don't want to be Chris that night if that happens. I don't want whole spaces yeah. if that happens because oh, it's going to be the invasion of the Laker snatchers and all of the people that's been waiting. You know, all them Laker fans that's been waiting. Let let them let them steal that win and let them talk about. It. <laughs> I, I'm not going to spaces yeah. that I ain't listening to nothing because Chris gonna be on it. It's gonna be ugly. I might have to. I might have to get in spaces that that night. I never talk in spaces, but I might. I might have to, to say throw some bows. <laughs> brother i appreciate your time you know you gave me 90 minutes and and every time we talk like it feels like we can do 90 more um but i just appreciate you and we definitely gonna have to do this again um you got anything any final words before we get up out of here man look i i i appreciate you uh as always anytime you want to have me i'm i'm like i'm i'm down to come i was telling my wife i was like man i'm part with girl tonight like we we about to get in she was like, oh, all right. Like she's she's like excited that I'm excited. So, you know what I'm saying? It's always it's always special. You know, I've I've listened to you for years. So, you know what I'm saying? To be able to talk basketball with you is like it's it's cool, man. And and you know, just keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. Like, I'm proud of you. I see you, you know what I'm saying? Every episode I'm listening to, I'm tuned in. Anytime, you know what I'm saying, you put something on the timeline, I'm sharing it, I'm retweeting it. That's all I got, man. I just wanted to give you your flowers. I appreciate you, brother. Tell the folks how they can follow you and uh, when they can watch you. Man, I'm on Twitter, man. That's that's probably my favorite medium. Uh, if you squeamish, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't follow <laughs> me on there. 
uh, if you don't if you don't like uh, curse words and cussing and all of that, it, it's it, it's in general. Though, because I mean, it's, it's it's not like I'm being flagrant with it. I'm 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 just really expressing how I feel. Um, but I'm on Twitter, Lito the guy, L I T O underscore T H E J W D. I mean, I'm talking music. I'm talking basketball the majority of the time. If you see me saying something random, I'm probably quoting rap lyrics. Um, uh, other than that, man, that's that's really. Oh, you catch me. Uh, I got the Godcast podcast. Uh, that's streaming everywhere. Catch me on Propel's talk. Whenever Chris is doing something, I'm usually. <laughs> <laughs> usually throwing me in some foolishness. Um, so yeah, man, that's that's it. Come 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 argue with me on Twitter. Absolutely. And um, y'all know how to find me at DM Grub on Instagram and Twitter, HITP with DG.com. And uh, of course, MLBbro.com, uh, Saints, you can get Believe in Saints, check that out. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, the bird calls. And we about to start up two lane basketball again. So go, let's go Come green on. wave. So uh got work to do this this winter. But it's all like I said, it's always a pleasure um to have uh Lido. It's always a pleasure to have and so many of the folks because I just love the growth, the growth in the Pelicans community. And um it's been an exciting thing to watch. And y'all know if if you want to talk basketball, if you want to straight, if you want to talk about the game, if you want to talk about the game. We're going to yeah. give it to you straight, no matter uh, what I do here on the paint, no matter who I bring in. We may not agree every time, but we're going to give it to you straight. So until, until the next time, y'all enjoy the games, and it's all love. This has been Part of the Paint.